0: On our podcast, we explore enriching topics about Memphis, the Mid South, and beyond, all discussed from our unique vantage point in the western corner of Tennessee. I am your host, Christian Owen, publisher of Memphis's River City Lifestyle Magazine. For our May and June 2023 series, we are featuring points of view from both the ladies and the gents. Check out all three episodes available on apple and spotify and brought to you from the young avenue sound studio in cooper young memphis enjoy today i'm joined by kelly english and returning guest cisco larson kelly is a chef and restaurant owner from louisiana and Cisco is the general manager at Joe's Wines and Liquors. And I'm really excited to have you both on today.
1: Glad to be here. Born in Louisiana, I claim Memphis totally, though.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Wait, I love for, that. To the, to, to the core.
0: What makes you claim Memphis?
1: Memphis has been really good to me. Um, and, you know, it's the place that I, I really figured out who I was mm-hmm. uh, after we opened Iris. And um, it's the place that I never want to leave.
0: I love that. Cisco, would you feel the same way?
1: I do feel the same way, yeah. I have
2: had tons of conversations about it. And, you know, running my family store with my sister uh, is great. And, you know, having a two-year-old here and, re- and my parents are here. My in-laws want to move here for better or for worse. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're great. They live in Nashville and they're huge Memphis advocates. And oh, good. it's because of what they've seen through us. And, um, yeah, we actually took them to uh, the new Iris last time we were – they were in town.
0: Oh, fantastic. How yeah. was that?
2: It was delightful. I'm sure it was as, perfect. <laughs> as you could guess. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I had the um like a, a redfish poncha train situation that was really awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah, and then, you know, the the wine list is really really great. It it is totally ridiculous. If you haven't seen the new Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So, Kelly was so pumped about it when he was telling me about it that it's a t- 29 bottle crouvenay system crouvenay system meaning their wine list what's on the list is by the glass so usually oh, wow. at restaurants you can only have you have six to ten by mm-hmm. the glass options because there's waste involved if you mm-hmm.
0: have
1: everything open but they have everything yeah. open all the time you can you can look at the wine list and be like i really would like a glass of that and we can say cool yeah no worries
0: oh wow that's amazing how did you decide to do
1: that there we just wanted to be a little bit different than uh, and offer things that we hadn't seen offered in town. Uh, it's a little aggressive, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it um, it's a great service to our guests. And, you know, there are plenty of times I think about myself when I go out to eat and I might look at a bottle of wine that is out of my price range, but I really want to taste it. That would allow people to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I feel that. Way every time I go to a nicer restaurant, for sure. So Kelly, backing up a little bit, you mem- mentioned that you really do claim Memphis has home now, and so I would love for you to just tell our listeners a little bit about how you ended up here.
1: Well, it's a it's a great story. My ex wife is from here, and uh, no, I so grew up in New Orleans. Um, when I went to college, uh, I moved away, went to to uh, Ole Miss and Oxford and um, decided that I wanted to be a chef. Actually, I, I I was in school at pre-law, and I took a summer and moved to Barcelona, um, which is where I really realized that that's what I wanted to do. I had jobs in college where I worked in restaurants, but it was the first time that I got to see a culture as excited about food as the one I grew up in. You know, nothing against Oxford, Mississippi. It's, it's a very special place to me, but it's not New Orleans when it comes to food, right? It's just not. Um and uh I got a job at uh a place called Cerveseria de Catalunya. I was an illegal. Uh, I had no no green card, <laughs> so I was taking a job away from a Spaniard. Um and I got the job to earn a little bit of extra money and I thought it'd be a great way to learn ca- conversational Catalan like in real fast-paced. Oh wow. You know, kitchen is is very direct. Yeah. Um and I got to see the way they shopped and it was super inspiring to me. I hadn't seen that professionally before. Um, and I came back from there and I was so nervous to tell my parents that I didn't want to be a lawyer, that I wanted to flip hamburgers for a <laughs> Surprise. living. And my dad, who's an attorney, when I told him, he was just so excited that I was not going to be a lawyer. <laughs> um, and so I changed my major into hospitality management, graduated, went to Culinary Institute of America in New York, uh, in Hyde Park, New York, and, uh, then went to work, uh, for one of the biggest restaurant groups in New Orleans, a groundbreaking restaurant group down there and ran some restaurants, ended up working in Tunica, Mississippi for that restaurant group who, who had run a restaurant and met my ex-wife during that time. Um, Katrina hit, moved back to New Orleans to help rebuild that, that group's restaurants. And then, um, on a trip up to Memphis met the owner of what, uh, was La Terrell, uh, what, what has been Iris and what is Ponta now. And, Everything just kind of aligned. We walked in the front door. He wanted to show the restaurant. I wasn't really looking. And there was a stained glass fleur-de-lis when mm. we walked in. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's a sign. And we're walking around. It's this beautiful, it looked like uptown New Orleans. And uh, I walked out the front door, and there was a rainbow over the building in front of us. And I was like, a unicorn <laughs> wow. is going to jump out of the bushes yeah. with a leprechaun <laughs> riding on it. Like, there's too many signs. So went all in, and uh, that was 15 years ago. Wow. crazy. And I couldn't be happier uh than I am right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How was your time in Tunica?
1: Tunica was great. You know, um, I lived in Memphis. I lived uh downtown in Memphis. Um, uh, but I really got to learn what it was like to uh to manage mm-hmm. and uh to learn I think some of some of the great management tools that you get are from big companies. Mm-hmm. They they put a lot of money into that research. Mm-hmm. So I got to extract some things from Uh, a big company on my way to working solely in small businesses outside of that. So it was great.
0: Yeah. And so then at what point did y'all two get connected?
1: Well, I, um, I, have lived in Midtown the whole time though, lived in Memphis and Joe's has been where I've always bought my stuff, but really during the pandemic is where we really got to know each other. And I think it was probably a quasi frantic call for me during the <laughs> pandemic. And I said, Oh my God, we got to do wine dinners all the time. I need your help. Um, do you, do you have any recollection of, of yeah, that call?
2: Yeah. Cause we're, we're talking about it, uh, and we're like basically a week or two into lockdown mm-hmm. and during those first two weeks we had had a couple of phone calls and it was just like it was like okay so kelly how often can we do these at that time we were doing one to two wine dinners a, a month but it took you know one person in, in restaurants in, in restaurants yeah before um, the pandemic You're talking before, before right. pre-pandemic yep. right but uh and so i'm like but i basically we you have one person can handle doing one wine dinner because there's, there's sales involved. There's, there's wine pairings. There's, uh, you know, there's notes there. They're tasting notes. Uh, you know, you, you, you have to arrange some people to be there sometimes. So then, uh, I'm like, oh yeah. So maybe I guess we'll do one, uh, one every, and Kelly's like once a week. Awesome. Yeah, let's go. Uh, <laughs> and so we just, we hit the pedal and it was like, you know, it was like breakneck speed and we're just figuring it out as we're going. And, um, we, but the cool thing was we had people from all over like so mm. when we're trying to figure out what to do there were a ton of cool things about it um but we had people from all over the place who were who could participate now cuz right. there are all these sales reps from and and winery owners, you know, winemakers. Yeah, it really opened that up. Yeah, they're like, we don't have anything to do. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's jump on a Zoom. What do you, what time zone are you in? It? I don't think it matters. So. <laughs>
1: and what was really cool to me, two things: we brought people their 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 lone sense of community and and um like eating in a restaurant. It felt like they were eating in a restaurant, and they had direct contact. So there were no borders with, we had people zoom in from South Africa. Yeah. We had people zoom in from France. Wow. Argentina. Um, yeah. Chile. To, uh, the winemakers to kind of go over the stuff. It also came with a cooking class every time. Mm. So we got to really seek out some wines. Um, and there were times that, um, and in the beginning, we were just kind of shooting from the hip. I was like, I'm going to make pork chops and uh, barbecue shrimp. But we what we got to was the system where every week, we were in a different wine region Mm. so we would research menus and we would say okay we're in bordeaux so i'm going to make this uh, which was my favorite dish we made i can't remember what the name of it was but it was that that uh fish stew with sour cream and stuff and it It was really really good that was awesome um but then we also we did a lot of spanish stuff um um but but we got to focus not only on the wines of the region but the food of the region and there were times Mm -hmm. that that we, I gave Cisco a menu and he paired it to that. And there were times that he gave me the wines and we figured it out from that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And was that process a, look a lot different than when you were doing it in restaurant?
2: Basically we, so we did sixty of these together, kit. So we,
1: we developed a <laughs> well, level real. of, of oh, when trust. the winemakers would come on, they would be blown away by what we were doing. They were <laughs> Absolutely. Like, we've done a few things, but nothing like this. Right? Yeah, because like, we heard that all the time.
2: It was the chef demo, which was like they're like, Okay, no, no dinner has this. And then and then they the crowd that's interactive and like ready to participate and knows both of us because they're all our customers from before and in the group. And you know, we've got
1: Things paired for them. And they're like, what in the world? Well, it wasn't just a demo. They got the same kit. So they had to cook it too. Wow. So we would go through and we'd go slow. There was usually the first course. Well, it was 50 50. One of the courses would be a demo and one would be something we could just put in the oven and heat and eat. Mm. Um, Because that's what people want. They wanted to cook one thing, but then the next time you have it ready to go. Not to. Yeah. 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 And there was always a dessert involved too.
2: Yeah. It was was fun. Couple wines. we did them on Thursdays, Fridays. You know, the uh-huh. dates moved around. We did some private ones? Did some, oh, yeah, cool. yeah. We did a, a Christmas one. We did a, a full. Uh, you hosted that. Uh, we the did Christmas a Christmas one. special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, a Zoom Christmas special was,
1: from Memphis that we had a lot of people sign up for. That was it. Was like a hundred sure. guests. It was it yeah. Was they amazing. got a bottle of champagne. They got snacks laid on the table, and then. We had we mold wine. We mold wine. We had playoffs on the square. Do some scenes from Peter Pan. There was Peter Pan, yeah. And then we had Steve Selvage, um, Mark Edgar Stewart, and the fabulous. Oh man, what was I love that band? Sensational Barnes Brothers. Yes, that's what it was. They were great. They were awesome. Yeah.
0: Wow. so that's a lot. We did
1: it. (laughs) You 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 really did. (laughs) You really did did the whole thing. Um, I still hear people say that the things that you and I did together carried them through the pandemic. Yeah, I, I really do hear that. I am no, jealous of them. I
2: felt that way too, you know, it was I never felt there's so uh, there were so many people that were looking for things during that time and yeah. I don't felt like I was left looking. We we always had that to go back to on a weekly basis and it was it was really awesome. Well, it was
1: great. I think it was great business for both of us mm-hmm. and it was also great to during that time, establish even further loyalty with Mm -hmm. the people that we we want to be our guests. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And those people who are calling in from other countries and those wineries like you were talking about, building those connections even in a time when no one was, like that's such a cool use of that time. And they
1: got direct... They got to directly ask questions to the winemaker. Usually, wow. Sometimes it was a rep, but a lot of times it was the actual winemaker that was on with us. It was yeah. it was something that you don't get to have very often.
0: No, that's really special. Yeah. So it sounds like y'all work really well together.
1: I think so. Yeah? I think so too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Every,
2: everything we do has been successful so far. Yeah. And, um, we're waiting, collaborative. We're, we're waiting for a pitfall. Yeah. <laughs> I. We uh, we went to Spain together yeah. last year. We took a, with other people. A, with other people, yes. Yep. Um, we. So we sat on the porch at Iris, what is now Ponta, and we were like, hey, uh, we d- we were like, we had, I don't even, I think we had masks on still at this we did, point.
1: And and, and we had we had started doing the Catalan pop-up. Yes. That had, so right after restaurant dining room started to reopen, we were really conflicted. Did people want... A, a warm hug that they recognized or do they want some new experience? Yeah. We couldn't figure out what they wanted. So we went all in and did a three month pop-up at Iris to the Catalan region where we were just cooking Catalan food. We were serving Spanish wines um, and it was really successful. And that's where Ponta came from. Um, Cisco and I both have a background in Spain.
2: Yeah. Cause we both had lived there for some mm-hmm. point of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so we, we're sitting on the porch and we got together with Wendy who is a travel agent. Wendy Mahalko, Yeah. Trifecta Travels, best
1: yes. best travel agent. Trifecta
2: Travels is awesome. In the Tri State area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she uh she's friends with Kelly and we're uh, and you, you too. Yeah, now we're now we're great friends. But I'm like, <laughs> who is this? I'd play tennis with her husband and so you know, it's like, okay, Wendy shows up and I'm He's like an athlete. No one, oh, Mark, yeah, not yeah. me. Oh. Um but yeah, the uh <laughs> yeah, but both of them are great. Uh, so they she shows up and is like hey how are we you know how are we going to make this happen and i'm kelly's like let's go to barcelona i know barcelona i know it'll be awesome um and i'm like let's go so spain doesn't have spain doesn't have like napa valley they have rioja which is great but i was like if we're gonna go to barcelona we can't just go to see cava cava is great and Penedes is awesome but let's let's find something that takes us to a whole nother level. So we went to Priorat, which is this just amazing wine region that was terraced and uh, and farmed by monks for seven hundred oh, years. Wow. Um Yeah, which is it's just crazy. Um, when I show you the pictures of it, you'll be like, "What?" Yeah. Uh, but it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have all happened without Wendy, who uh, who was the glue that you know made all of the, our dreams come true, and then. Basically, we we got some of Kelly's customers, some of our customers, and we got wow. put it all together. And the group was amazing. Like, yeah, how many people? We had twenty eight people. Oh wow, that's a big group. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, it was like a full trip, and yeah, um,
1: it was an awesome trip. Like, there's not when you when you hear that many people, you would think, oh, you know, there was this or you know, these people didn't gel with these people or mm. not everybody it was awesome yeah. and i think that has to do with the specific people that came with us it also has to do with the fact that everybody was just so thrilled to do something yeah <laughs> yeah. Because you know? yes. because
2: when we were playing we didn't know we we were like okay this is we, <laughs> every, but also the people didn't know either they, right. they were taking as much of a leap of faith as we were
0: so. yeah
1: and um and and it was a value because of that
2: yeah
0: Right, and it yeah. shows that trust that y'all were talking about. Like you built this community of trust with people, and then got to do this thing with them, which is really cool. Yeah. Okay, so how long were y'all in Barcelona and in those regions?
1: Eight. You were there for eight days. I I was there,
2: so I was in Barcelona for four days.
1: Why well, I, I went two days early? You did. You I got did.
2: you got some extra sauce on top. I did. I got engaged. <laughs> you there. got engaged. Yes. Yeah. Which A year you're, ago. You're yesterday. celebrating that today. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. We got there. Kelly had just become engaged. And uh, yeah, we it was was, the trip was so great because there was free time. There was structure. There was we went to Barcelona game. It It was all amazing. And then so we were there for four days and then we did. We took a two hour bus to the uh,
1: to Priorat and for two days. days, And so I was there for eight days.
0: Yeah. And so when you did have your structured time, what did that look like with the group?
1: we
2: you know there were some there were some great tourist stuff like uh we saw a bunch of the gaudi uh architecture in barcelona we went to the Barcanete. Bar- Barcanete. one of the best meals i've ever had epic tapas meal um i <clears throat> it's funny cuz when i put it out there we're going we're doing this trip people were like you have to go to Barcagnete. but like kelly had already written it down It's like sure. he had pinned it in like yeah, that we are having <laughs> dinner there yeah. the yeah. funny
1: thing about Barcanete and i you know is it's in what was the name the what was the name of the neighborhood? Do you remember? Mm, I, it's I think right I, off La Rambla. Yeah, I need some vermouth before I can recall. That's fair. <laughs> but when we were telling people that we were going to this this um, this neighborhood, they they would be like, "Be careful! There's there's a lot of crime in there." And we're like, "What are you talking about?" They're like, "Pickpockets!" we are like, "Oh, <laughs> pickpockets." Okay, well, I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. So we went there. We, I mean. Yeah, it was awesome. So we, we also saw um La Sagrada Familia, which I, I had been to before, I'm sure you in had Park been too but and part Gel. But the the cool thing is like Sagrada Familia is ever evolving. So you get I was to
1: too it. young to appreciate it when I went to I was this, too. Like going as a grown up somewhere, like yes, I think I think people that that either get done with high school or get done with college that have the means to do it, I think they should go see part of the world. But there's a difference in going as an adult. Maybe it's because you're spending your own money, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, uh, there's a difference in what you can appreciate. And Sagrada Familia was cool to me when I went before, but it was awe yeah. at at how wild it was. You know.
2: Yeah, you get you get the vision that yeah, they were for sure that he was working with there
1: for sure, and it's a young city. Mm-hmm. like you don't you don't think about it that way yeah yeah
0: absolutely so after that trip did y'all come back inspired to try new things do anything differently anything new
2: we were both like writing down ideas as like throughout the trip you would just glance at. i'd like glance at kelly and he'd be like yeah right <laughs> <laughs>
1: we ordered way too much food every time and drank you know ordered way too much wine yeah good. i can either confirm As or deny should. that we drank too much of it but <laughs> we definitely ordered too much of it we didn't leave any bottles empty either good. Yeah. Or, or full good, good. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no full bottles left behind yeah I, the last night uh that I had such an awesome uh pre white wine that i just like went out into the desert the high desert of the mountains behind our hotel rooms and just like Gazed upon the it stars. Like, it was like out of the
1: movie In the Doors. Yes. Yeah. You, just, you Just had a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Morrison. Yeah, yeah.
2: It was it was just, spiritual
1: experience. Yeah.
2: It was it was that type of place. That you know, that's what pre-rot, that's how it became. It's named for the priory that they built there. So apparently what we learned is when we went to Scala Day Winery, which is also the name of the monastery, that they found this goat herder out in the field. Mm-hmm and uh, and they're like hey goat herder this is like the priest they're like hey we're looking around trying to find like a great place to put a monastery and he's like i wouldn't know anything about that and they're like okay well tell us about the region he's like i don't know anything about that either but there's this tree over here uh, and i take a nap under it every day and every day uh during my nap a ladder comes down from heaven and the angels come down the ladder and they uh, hang out in the fields, and then they go back up. And I wake up, and I do the rest of my day. And they're like, the priest's are like, okay, we found the
0: spot. He's like, yeah, but I don't know where to put a monastery. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> but no idea where i I'd put the monastery.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you did that trip a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So plans to embark on another.
1: We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do France. Yeah, we're going we're going Wendy, to France. Wendy, if you hear that, don't yeah. be mad.
2: <laughs> we're going to France. Uh, I can't
1: tell you exactly where. Um not because I'm I'm not allowed to, but that's we're still planning that. But we did we had our, our first meeting about how to plan it in Overton Park. It's mm, With great. a bottle of wine and a tray of Fino sandwiches. Yes. It was great. Yeah we're
2: um of course we're you know we are offering the trip to the people who went with us the first time of yeah. course and um if any of them don't want to go for whatever reason, we'll be happy to. Um, we'll, we'll open start. them spots. Yeah. Open them spots up. We'll
0: open the spots right up. Yeah. Wow, that's so exciting! And when will that one be? Have y'all landed on a time? Twenty twenty four.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. Do we decide on a time of year?
0: Hopefully next spring.
1: Not winter. Yes. I can. I can rule out the winter. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I would like next spring. Yeah. Yeah. When is harvest in in France? Does uh, it run it, concurrent with here? Yeah, yeah. So like it's fall. August, September, October. Okay. I'm very excited about it.
0: Yeah, that's going to be great. How did y'all decide that would be your next spot or general region to go?
1: Well, first off, Mark, Wendy's husband has said to me several times that I needed to go with his wife to Paris before I die, which is a strange sentence. (laughs) I think he wants to go, too. Yes. Um, (laughs) And, um, you know, uh, uh, Wendy Wendy used to live in Paris. Did you know that? No, I I thought she was just a francophile. No, she legit lived there uh I, I just think that that france is a i mean if you're gonna go talk about wine so it's, it's a great place to do it it offers so many different options for regions and they're all very very different i mean you get into alsace you get into Loire, you get into the south of france you get into burgundy and bordeaux mm-hmm. they're all very different places champagne yeah mm-hmm. didn't didn't yeah. sorry i didn't mean to leave out <laughs> <laughs> just like there you go. the aperitif a little bit of the bubble yeah, yeah
0: i love it very cool well, that's something to look forward to yeah for sure um as for other things to look forward to, Cisco, I feel like you have some things coming up.
2: Yes, for sure. Uh, we we have tons of fun tastings and events coming up. Uh, we've started a thing called Single Barrel Saturday, where we're pouring uh, our single barrel whiskeys every Saturday. This is the first
1: time I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah it's same. I'm it's,
2: upset. It's brand new. The first one was last Saturday. The next one is this Saturday, so you should come. Um, well,
1: the other thing he does, he's got a wine club and a spirit club. Sp- what say? There's a wine. There's a wine club.
2: There's the Joe's wine is Wine Club. There's the Joe's Beer Nuts Beer Club, and then there's Joe's Spiritual Advisory. So which is our
1: spiritual I, club. I, I really enjoy being in the wine club. I love being in the spiritual advisory club. I don't know what I'm going to get every month, and I, f- I feel like it's forgive. You're going to understand my my comparison in a second. I feel like it's William Sonoma <laughs> in the fact that if you wanted to build a kitchen from zero, okay. And you didn't have any way in which you thought, like, you didn't want to get your cutting boards first. You didn't care when you got those. If you go to Williams Sonoma over the year, everything is going to be 20 to 30% off, and you can outfit your entire kitchen over the year. And what I love about this is that without picking it myself, I can build my own bar over the year if i'm not uptight about that i want to start with gin and they always have really great and um usually low production uh offerings so i think this last month was absinthe yeah We've i was got, gonna ask if you would pick that up it. yet i love it uh, i really love the um, have you tried the little dripper yeah yeah. yeah I I mean, that was Stone so cool
2: was
0: it a sugar cube on top
1: yeah so okay.
2: yeah. sugar cube uh custom absinthe spoon plus this crazy like teeter-totter dripper i've seen
1: the spoon i've never seen the dripper yeah
0: it was so
2: cool yeah that was that was super fun there was
1: a i think we got pink gin once
2: yep pink gin was in february we got a single barrel blue note the month
1: before yeah and they're you know they throw bourbon in there we've had uh we've had just great 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 stuff yeah I, I really enjoy it. it's it's my favorite day of the month
2: thanks dude i uh i I can tell by your face when you come in uh and you're like is this what <laughs> <time? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or when I see you and you ask if it's spirit womp, time womp. yeah <laughs> yeah it's a great feeling
0: that's amazing yeah. awesome yeah um, it's
2: it's i'll tell you a little more about it it's, yeah, please. so uh it is it is a way to expand all of our clubs are ways to expand your horizons a little bit and so we hope that everybody is brings an open mind to it like what kelly's talking about and so we're just gonna bring as much new fun stuff like small production little families make it type of thing uh that we can and um there's always cocktails that go uh, um along with it in the tasting notes and stuff like
1: that uh sometimes you've given mixers with it as well
2: yeah yeah that that's i think those are the most fun months when we've we've Got uh, like the Pink Gin came with a bunch of Fever Tree tonics and stuff oh, to try cool. with it. So you could try your own combination of it at home. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about becoming more fluent with your, with your bar. And I also
1: enjoy that it's given you a quantifiable way when you have, um, when you have really low inventory of things that you receive. You know, those really sought after bottles. It gives you a quantifiable way to figure out how to do this without really it being emotional at all for right. sure yeah, yeah
2: yeah the the club is not is not geared to be just a bourbon club or just an allocated whiskey club however that's one of the pretty sweet benefits to it and um and yeah you you're not guaranteed um something from um uh, from buffalo trace or Sazerac or something like that every year uh based on your participation but that's okay too um we most you can live
1: without that stuff. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think I think every, every time there's been an allocation, you you've had people list 1 through 5 mm-hmm. and I've usually gotten my third choice. Yeah. It's great. It's perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's just random draw yeah, basically it's great. and yeah, I have I've never showed him favoritism uh once in the at least on uh, the allocated. Nor
1: side. have I asked for it. No.
2: No, <laughs> it's true. Yeah.
0: Honest. I love it.
2: Yeah, demanded, not asked. They made it one time. Those are different. different. That's
0: so good. Um, and Kelly, do you have anything new coming up, coming down the line for you?
1: Ooh, like a nap. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) That would be really cool. Yeah.
1: No, you know, it's it's we are we we've gone through the first six months of iris Made Open. It's been great. And um now it's time for us to really figure out the things that um, that we want to do better and the things that um, we think that we can take care of our team the best way that we can. Um, and it's, you know, the move, the move to Laurelwood has been great for Iris. Um, and then the, the restaurants in Midtown, you know, I, Ponta I think is, is my favorite restaurant we have. Um, that's no offense to any of the other restaurants. It's just, there aren't many restaurants like it. Um, and then the second line is the most me. Like that is the bar I grew up in because you grew up in bars in Louisiana, you know <laughs> um and then finos is is a staple of Midtown, and I'm really proud to be a steward of it mm-hmm. um so you know, I really love all the brands we have and the people that work in them and the people that support the people that I love and um I just appreciate you know you know the way the world goes around
0: yeah, absolutely yeah. well, very cool y'all
1: kit have you have you been to the new Iris yet?
0: No.
2: The lights change. You walk in yeah. and it is truly stunning. Uh it is it's like I, I I feel like it's a Alice in Wonderland um meets who is the uh Dorothy Collier the artist who did, if she like she did that and got hold of some LEDs and yeah. uh yeah. and and then you walk into the bar and see the setup there. But the private rooms are amazing yeah, too. And I I, I mm-hmm.
1: feel like uh I, I feel like it's um yeah, I can see all of that. All of that. Uh, I uh, I love the 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 artwork that Dorothy did because it's both childlike and trippy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, and joyful. That's what I wanted. So uh, if if you want my my really honest uh, opinion of Iris, I think that it became this place that had way too much pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. uh, attached to it. And I think one of the things that I really wanted to get from Dorothy, and we got it, was a sense of just fun. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. fun, like.
2: So is that what you ask customers now? Come and be ready to have fun.
1: Just have fun. Have a good okay. time. Yeah,
2: I think that's great. We we came. We were ready to have fun, and we had an awesome time. Yes, you were in one of the party rooms that night. Actually, you were like, you were like, yeah, this is my third night off in the year of twenty twenty two, and oh, uh, yeah. 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 and and you were at one of your restaurants. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's the curse of a chef like yeah. thanksgiving thanksgiving is the curse of a chef because you finally get a day off and everybody's like <laughs> what are you making what are you, which sides are you making I'm like oh uh, none of them None. none. have you side.
0: had any days off in 2023 yet
1: i think the last count i had so we opened september 30th of 2022 mm-hmm. and outside of christmas thanksgiving and a couple of ice and water events, which we mm-hmm. all remember very well. Mm-hmm. I think that I have had a total of six days off.
0: And how did you spend them, other than hanging out at your restaurants? Anyways,
1: uh, I don't even remember. Perfect. You, didn't wounds.
0: you go to uh, Oxford
2: for one of them or something like that? I feel like I saw you on one of those days when you were just so
1: delighted. Yeah, I just I let the world go. You and Annabeth went and good. had a good
2: weekend somewhere. We, we've
1: had, yeah. I mean, yeah. okay, that's fair. It's probably more than six. Uh, it might be twelve. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 12. your day accountant or anything. <laughs> just, I just, <laughs> right.
2: I know I've seen you having fun occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
1: smatter fun in. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, so tell me about that, but tell me about Commit to Memphis, because this is like the most interesting thing that I uh, have wanted to ask you about uh, offline, but I want to hear about it while we're here. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Commit to Memphis is a group of Memphians, uh, myself, Luke Pruitt, who runs the Laboner Foundation, uh, a guy named Trey Carter, and, um, Caleb Sigler, Sarah Burnett from, from Le um, We got together and just talked about what, what do we need to do? How, like, how could we lean into this community to make it better? And we, um, we put a dinner together of different people in different professions. And, um, you know, the first dinner we had, had John Morant's uncle and aunt in the room and um, Jason Wexler's wife and um, uh, Alex Turley and people from the faith world. And we just talked about, what did we need to do? Like, what, what could we do? What could these circles of influence, um, make Memphis better? And we had gotten together, honestly, to write, a uh, a, a, a pact of what it, what it looked like to commit to Memphis. And that went out the window very quickly. Um, because there's just so much work to be done. And, um, we've met for dinner a couple of times and we've decided to put this mayoral conversation on. And it's really a malleable group that you, I want you to be a part of. All right. Um, and, um, that people that are committed to being here and making this a more equitable and thriving place for everyone in every community and every neighborhood in Memphis.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thanks it's for having so me. So fun to talk to you both and yeah. um hear about your past adventures, your future <clears throat> adventures. And you know, I know a lot of people are staying tuned for those. So. Yeah
1: so, Yeah, come see us. Yeah. You know where yeah. we are. Yeah, sure do. Yeah. We're there. <laughs> thanks so
2: much, Kate.
0: So sure.